Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hi, everybody. This is Tips and Tricks, and Elizabeth is your facilitator. I am Linda, and I'm going to be your host today that will be taking care of this call. All right. Can everybody hear me? We can hear you. So let me go ahead and give everybody the Zoom information real quick. I think most of us know it by now. That's what I was going to do. So if you want to raise your hand to to ask a question or to make a comment on the PC, it's Alt-Y. On the Mac, it's, I think it's Option-Y. On your smartphone, it, down in the right-hand corner, there's a More button, and you should be able to press that and find a Raise Hand button. On the telephone, it is star six. No, star nine. Sorry. To mute and unmute yourself on the PC, it's Alt-A. On the Mac, it's Command-Shift-A. On the um, phone, down in the lower left-hand corner of your smartphone, you should find a mute button. And when you push that, it should unmute you, and it's a toggle. And on your phone, it is star six. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Elizabeth. Hello, and thank you, Linda. Um, my name is Elizabeth Bowden. I'm from Tallahassee, Florida. And as I was going through the internet in my various travels, I started finding out that a lot of people were in need of basic independent living skills. Just that the ability of places to teach those and the ability for to get funding to give those skills to people is sort of absent. So... When these calls started coming, I decided that I was going to do one for tips and tricks around the home. And I guess it's sort of popular, so um, I've kept doing it. Um, I did teach independent living for uh, 12 years, and I taught assistive technology for seven of those. So, um, but And there are a lot of um, independent living trainers on here as well. And what I tell everybody at the start of the call is we all learn from each other. When you stop learning, then you stop growing. So I'm sure I'm, what I'm doing is just giving you a foundation to start out on. And then everybody can share what they know and how they've done things so that maybe it'll help someone else. So um, we had a request to do uh, measuring and pouring for today. So that's what we're going to do. And so I think I want to change it up a little bit and see. Um, let's take about five questions and do those first, and then we'll go back. Does that sound good? You want them to go ahead and ask questions now? Yeah, about five. Okay. Okay, so if you want to ask a question about measuring and pouring, go ahead and raise your hands, please. Okay, is anybody raising their have, hand? Nobody's raising their hand Yeah. Okay. All right, so we'll go, we'll go on. Um, because a lot of people, you know, there is some, you know, apprehension sometimes about this topic because a lot of it's hot, you know, do, but I'll go through those as we get to them now. Okay, now we have some. All right, hits. so um, pouring, we do? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Lisa, I, would you yes, unmute this, this, Yes, this is Lisa. Thank you very much. Um, I didn't... I. Missed a part, but I wanted to know if you might be able to discuss how to get rust out of a tile floor from like watering plants, overwatering plants. That <laughs> rust. 
Yes. Um, you know, we can like look iron. that up. Maybe not iron. today, but um, we can look it up. Okay, I would try clean I've vinegar. I've tried uh, baking soda and lemon. They said lemon and then lemon with the baking soda. How about get a paper towel and fold it, cover every place that it appears with the paper towel and pour some cleaning vinegar on it. See if that works. Uh, okay. Yeah. I don't know if I did the vinegar yet. Yeah. I don't think I tried that. Thank you very much. Probably what one day we need to do. Um, and I'll have to be somewhere right now. My iPhone is at 23%. So, um, I'm right by an outlet, but probably what we, uh, what a lot of people would like is like an interactive hints where we look up, um, that kind of stuff on Google and, um, do those. Does everybody want, would that be useful? It might be very useful. You know, general home question. Yeah. Um, what did she say she had the rest on? I missed that part. Double tap to open. Tile. Speech off. Oh, okay. I didn't know you could get rust on tile. I I was just thinking, because I had some rust in the bottom of a bathtub and I used CLR on it, so. Okay. Okay, we have Natasha. Natasha, we've unwrote, unmute. Yes, um, I did have a question. I thought about it right after you mentioned um, pouring. I tend to over pour things like syrup um, and I'm kind of new to learning how to kind of adjust to things like that. And I always end up putting, you know, like like just a regular like a Hungry Jack syrup bottle, pouring it on top of waffles. And then when I sit down and start eating it, the, you know, tons of syrup is on my plate and I can't seem to get okay. that real what you can do and you can get these containers um, come from things that you normally use or uh, you, um, you know the the little cups that come when you get Pepto-Bismol or mm-hmm. any kind of other uh, medicine like that it has a measuring thing at the top that's attached to it so you open it up take the little cup off um, I collect those. I don't necessarily use them for that medicine measuring because they're not, I can't use them because the f- lines on them are faint, but I do use them for things like syrup and all. So what you would do is get one of those little cups. You could also use a, like a bathroom cup. Of course, you wouldn't want to pour that much of it in there, you know, the whole cup. You could also use an eighth of a cup, pour it about half full. And then pour that onto your middle of your pancakes. Okay. The other thing that I have used is the little miniature or the little Dixie cups, the little plastic Dixie. Yes, that's what I'm and talking about. Bathroom cups. They're yeah, those they, those work really well too. Yeah, because you can okay. bend the top of it into a little pitcher and mm-hmm. pour it out. Yeah, that's even better. Yep. Okay. Very helpful. Thank you, Diane. And you? Hi. My problem is like getting stuff measured in a measuring cup and then kind of over pouring, like missing the cup that I'm trying to pour it into or the glass that I'm trying to pour it into. Hey, what you need to do, um, because did you have a vision before? I have some vision now, but I have like, okay, that's why I have no depth perception. That's why. Okay. So you're used to, when uh, people with vision do it, they, you know, kind of poise the cup or whatever over it, and then they dump. Well, we can't do that because it's kind of not uh, efficient and effective because you'll spill. So what you want to do 
is you want to take your, especially if it's wet um, stuff that's in your measuring cup. And what I tell people to do at first is get a really good uh, metal, a set of metal measuring cups that has the lines on it on the inside of the one cup for one half, one, four, three, fourths. And then on the other side of the handle, there's the ones for the thirds. And even if you're going to measure a cup, if you if you feel nervous about it, measure half a cup to that half line. Then you put your measuring cup up against the bowl that you're going to pour it into with the lip about half an inch above the bowl, and then you tilt the cup into it. Does that help? Yeah, um, but I'm I'm also thinking like when I make tea, I heat it up in like my glass measuring cup, and you know I got that hot water going all over my stove so i can't have my finger you know really pointing okay so if you're pouring like that into a hot um place there's two things you can do um i would do number one myself um is to get one of those liquid level indicators they have them at um independent living aids and maxi aids has them and i believe lsns has them as well and it's a little uh a little square um box thing with two little prongs on the end kind of like a fork um, with no handle and a um, and a box on it and you hang the prongs over the thing that you're going to fill and then you pour the liquid into there and it will beep when the liquid reaches the top of the measuring container and then you leave it um, you know then you would leave it to to make your tea well sometimes i totally miss the cup Okay, make sure that you... I have some dish, but no depth perception. So don't look, touch it. Um, if you're pouring a cup of tea, um, you can. What a lot of people do is they'll put the, the cup or the whatever they're pouring from, the hot water, um, next to the, thing, the empty, empty place. And then what you want to do is get the mouth of it about... Ooh, a quarter of an inch above the lip part. And then you want to slowly, very slowly pour in the liquid. If you don't have a level indicator, you can do about three things. You can wrap your hand around the, the thing that you're pouring it into, your other hand, and you can feel when the liquid rises as it goes up. You can hear what it sounds like when it's pouring in. Um, and I, I might demonstrate that in a little while. Or you can use, take one of your fingers and very gently dip it into it on the other side. Mm -hmm. And, you know, then you can feel when it gets to the top. But if, if you do a lot of hot things, I would, I would get one of the liquid level indicators. Okay, I will, I will try that. Elizabeth? <laughs> yes. Hey, Elizabeth, this is Anna Lee. How are you? I'm good. The uh, I was going to ask, um, what is she? What does she have? The hot water in? Is it a pot or a kettle or? It's a, he, like a measuring cup. She said she makes tea. A glass, a glass measuring cup. But where where is the hot? Are you pouring hot water into the measuring cup or? No, it's going into another cup to make my tea. It's going okay. into a, a coffee mug to. Okay, so oh, do you it, just I'm transferring. Put it in, I mean, okay, is it, so, how did you heat the water? Did you heat it in the microwave or yes. on the stove? In the microwave with the uh, glass measuring cup. 
Well, okay. will your will your tea cup is your teacup microwavable? Because you could just heat the water and that. Yeah, it won't kill it to do that unless you want extra. Because I, I could do that. Yeah, I have a ceramic mug and I fill it up with the water from the the tap and heat it in the microwave and stick my. That's how I usually do it. I yeah. usually don't pour. If I'm going to make just one cup, I don't do it that way. Now I do make iced tea in the coffee maker, and so then I have to pour it out of the big pitcher that's at the bottom into my other one. But yeah, if you're just making one cup, save yourself the worry and fill yeah. your cup up with water in a tea bag and microwave that for about two minutes and you're done. And I'll put my my mug on a on a like a dessert plate in case yeah. the the tea it overflows. Out. Well in in case when I take the tea bag out or if I'm dunking the tea bag in the cup uh, in case there's some little droplets, it'll be on the plate and not on the counter because the tea can stain the counter. It does. Uh, or use a tray. One. Using a tray works great. It does. it does. Or a cookie sheet with a jelly roll band. Right. That'll work too. Okay. 12, uh, I mean, 225, area code 225. You're welcome to you. Hi, this is Teresa. I just wanted to mention, and it, it just was touched on, um, when I'm pouring things, I will either get a paper plate um, to put the cup on um, so that I don't have to fiddle with two things in the air that I'm trying to hold and pour into, and then the container that I'm pouring from. And and if you get a paper plate that has a lip on it, um, a good sturdy like Tynette or something, um, then it's not going to run all over the place. And then the other thing is using either a cookie sheet or something like that. Sometimes even when I'm measuring flour um, or sugar and I don't want to ant this later, um, I will put paper towels on top of the cookie sheet and that way you can just wad that up and dump it in your trash or you can pour over the um, sink if it's not going to be, um, you know, so that it'll yeah. go easily down the drain. So that's all. But I, that's- yeah. If I'm afraid, like when I'm doing the big um, tea thing, some of the tall ones, what I'll do is I'll wash the sink out, put the pitcher in there and then it does me better, you know, cause it's lower than the thing I'm pouring out of and just pour it right into that and make sure I hook the, lip of the pitcher onto the you know the one that i'm pouring from onto the thing that i'm pouring into you should never hold that up um you should always if you're pouring either drink or something else into another container put it on a surface do not try to hold it in your hand and do it until you feel real confident about it because that's just a waiting for a disaster yeah i agree debbie downey you're now able to unmute go for it Hey there. Um, I was basically going to say the same thing when I heard what she was doing. I'm like, what? Why is she doing all that? <laughs> because um, I also make a cup of tea in the microwave, but I was going to talk about what I use. And I don't know if they make them anymore. I've had them for many years. I have two um, Rubbermaid uh, 10 ounce mugs. And I've seen those. Yeah. And they're specifically made for the microwave and I, and I use bottled spring water cause I really don't like the tap water around yeah. here. And so I just, um, pour it from the bottle until it reaches the top. And of course it's <clears> cold. <throat> I'm the only one drinking it. So I just put my finger, you know, to make sure I don't overflow it. 
and I put the tea bag in and I, I put it in there and, uh, you know, it's no problem. Now, some people prefer to really, uh, I guess, have the tea brewing, you know, or yeah. steeping or whatever. But, you know, but this is so much easier if you're, especially if you're in a hurry. You can do that in your mug, too. You just yeah. leave the tea bag right. in. Right, right. Make sure you put something next to the mug when you take the tea bag out. Mm-hmm. Um, or use a tea ball with the tea bag inside. Yeah, I've never had one of those. That. What is? What, I did. What does it, it was pretty like? cool. Because I always was, thought, well, how do you get a tea bag out of here and without burning your fingers to squeeze oh, it? You know, <laughs> it was a. Uh, it was like uh, maybe a little bit smaller than a golf ball, and it had this triangular thing, kind of like it looked sort of like tongs. That was at the start of it, you know, that uh-huh. came out from the two halves of the ball. And so when you put the two ends of the triangle together, it opened the ball up into two halves. Then you put the tea bag in there and you let it steep for a while. And then you pulled it out with the part of the triangle and sat it. Yeah. If you didn't, if you didn't want to drain it, then you Uh didn't do anything. But if you did, you just pinched it and opened up one half and just sort of mashed the tea bag with a spoon into the other half. Oh, Okay. See, I learned something today. Thank you, Elizabeth. Yeah, they're really cool. It's <laughs> Usually they're called a tea strainer. Okay. Thank and, you very and much. And it usually tells you what kind it is. They're about 2 or $3. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good deal. Thanks a lot. Marilyn? Yes, hi. Um, when I make tea, I use my four-pot coffee pot. I think it's a okay. of coffee or something like that. <laughs> And I'll just put the tea bags or my um, ball, like you have, full of uh, loose leaf teas in the pot and just put water through it rather than try to do coffee or anything. So the tea bags are in the pot already, and the hot water goes on top of those as it comes through the coffee maker and just let them sit in there a while. And then when I pour the liquid out into my cup, um, it doesn't, you know, the tea bags don't seem to stop that pouring at all. Um, or you can put the tea bags in the hopper in the top part. No, you I put them right in the. Oh, you could, but then they don't really get to seep, you know, or steep. They don't get to steep. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Um, so I just put the tea bags right in the pot, and it doesn't seem to cause the, any problems. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it is the same, and and you wouldn't want in case it should be not at the bottom where they usually they usually will float down to the bottom. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you're if you're um, you know, don't want one to accidentally, you know, fall on your hand when you're pouring it out. Because um, that's the way I make my tea. I put the bags in the hopper and I run the, you know, I put four tea bags and then I put the whole thing, the carafe of water. I run two of those and pour it into the big tea pitcher. And then I fill the rest up with water and I put a little bit of sugar in it. Mm, and that's, that's good. Yeah. And that's how I do mine. Then I had two questions about measuring. Um, One, I was supposed to put a couple of drops of a, I can't remember what it was, but it's a hot spice that could burn your fingers and put it into a capsule and swallow it. I thought, oh my goodness. Oh, gee. Um, Yeah. And I I don't know if it would burn through plastic gloves. You know, I could do that and it would protect my fingers. Yeah, but you still wouldn't be able to feel how much you got. The teeny Um, tiny, yeah. Did, was that the only form of it that it came in? As far as I know. So I just said bag it. (laughs) 
Did you <laughs> ask him? I mean, yeah, I did. did I said, is there any did. other way? Can I, you know, can I get them pre-filled? And he said, no, because then they burn through the capsule. It's like you have to do it fresh every day. So, um, how much was the drops? I'm gonna say maybe two or three. Do you know what the volume of that was? No, it was probably just a little eyedropper type thing. Yeah, because the only thing I could think of to do that with would be, um, and you'd have to get a real small one. The things that people, the diabetic people use to uh, load, you know, to measure and load their syringes. But that that would be probably too big a volume for that. You could also maybe, but I don't know how you'd get the drops, though, is, is the only thing. And drops, if you're doing drops, that is so small. Mm-hmm. really wouldn't want but to mess that But that's a good idea. I might, might um, use a syringe. and then Yeah, a very small syringe. Yeah. And like, say, squeeze the thing in one to, and count to two, mm-hmm. and then, you know, load it up. Well, that brings me to the other issue I was wondering about is like uh, if you have trays for whitening your teeth and they give you this little tube that you're supposed to squeeze in there. And even the, the dental hygienist, she marked, made little marks on the syringe for me mm-hmm. and they were so close together. And I don't know if I'm smoothing it out in the tray evenly. Oh, you mean for the tray? Yes. Yeah. Just like a total okay. Um, <laughs> disaster. Okay, find out how many um, CCs that uh, squeezy stuff is worth, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then go and get yourself one of those syringes and take out the plunger of it because I'm, I'm assuming that all you have to to use is the tube of stuff that comes. Well, actually, uh, they they gave me a whole bunch of syringes, and she had okay. marked. She'd marked on the plunger the little marks to show me how much to do each time. Okay. And yet the marks were so close together. Okay. Cut, get mm-hmm. two syringes, cut one for, you know, with the height of each thing, you know, cut, cut the tops off, not mm-hmm. the bottom, the top, you know, where the, where the plunger is supposed to go down in. Oh, okay. Then put the plunger into, you know, pour the liquid in, Tell her, tell them to cut it about maybe a fourth of an inch above where you should stop. And then put the stuff from the tube into it and then stop. You know, it's about about the spacing of like maybe if you put two grains of rice together right to left on top of each other, that would be when you'd stop. And then you get the plunger and squish it into the tray. Does that make sense? Instead of using one syringe, use two, one for each measurement. Okay. I think these, hmm, I want to say the, the syringes were preloaded. It's just instead of using any kind of a tube, I think they just already gave Oh, they're syringe. preloaded, and so they marked mm-hmm. the. Yeah, so you're starting with the, the plunger way I'm out. saying, yeah, I'm saying like get a bigger syringe, figure out how much you need, you know, to use, put it in there. You know, make sure it has a, you know, cut it off. Or you could get a little, when there's little cups, like we said, if if that was, you know, if one cup did it, you know, like two ounces or whatever. Okay. And then, you know, get something that's a little over the big that you want. 
put it in that instead. And maybe smear it in the tray with my fingers or something. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they're going to teach, I mean, touch your teeth anyway. Right. <laughs> what an ordeal. Okay. Um, does anybody else tell, uh, ooh, Lucy Anna Lee. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yep. Yes. Oh, oh I thought you said, oh. <laughs> did you say Lucy? I did. Oh, good. Oh, I heard my name. <laughs> I can wait if you want Lucy to go first. <laughs> Elizabeth, um, you make that call. Oh, who? Oh. Well, I was just going to ask Annalie because she's taught this stuff before too. Would that be the only way is to not, you know, not use the method they gave her, but um, get something else um, yeah. that's about that size and have her uh, put the the uh, mixture into it and then just pour it. I was going to say that years ago, uh, before the insulin pens. Uh, where I worked, they used to make little templates for the syringes yes. out of staples. And I did they? Yeah. Okay. So depending on the that would work too, right? Or if not staples, because sometimes people don't have staplers, but maybe a thick piece of cardboard cut to the size of wherever cut to the sides of where it pulls out yeah the length of it when it's at the measuring line yeah and um, get two of them and put yeah like sort of like popsicle sticks if you got one of those and sort of cut it yeah and um, then put one against the top of it and then pull the plunger out and line up the other end of the popsicle stick or whatever you got with that end Okay. I don't know if any of you remember the countadoses. Yes, yeah. I do. Yeah, I've got one of those. So that. Oh, work. you mean those medicine dropper things? Yes. No. That's what for... I was going to say about her little uh, spicy thing that she had to do drops. There, there's a. Um, I don't know yeah. if they still sell them, but it was no, like a one drop. Two drops, thing. though. That's two drops, <laughs> though. That wouldn't even. I think there was one called Drop a Time. Yeah, there is one drop at a time or something like that. Oh, wow. That'd be I, cool. haven't, I haven't seen I it for a while. I forgot about that. Yeah, I just wonder if they still make it. I haven't seen it for a while. I don't I know. Look but for one of those. Thank you. Well, look on eBay. I'm sure there's or, stuff on no, eBay. Google it. Google drop, it. What it was again? Drop a what? Drop a one time. drop at, at a time. time. Okay. Super. Yeah, Thank I you. would I Thank suggest you. going to Google because I forgot about that. That's what I was trying to get Ann Lee because... I know she's done this for a long time too. Okay, thanks so much. That's good to hear. But yeah, instead of using the thing that you're going to be pushing up and down in there, use something that you can stick beside it and then just pull the end of it out to that length. Okay, Lucy, let's unmute yourself. Uh, no, actually, I was going to say about the drop at a time. Oh, thing. so you're done? That's, okay. Yep, I'm okay. done. <laughs> okay. okay. I don't see any more hands right now, Elizabeth. Okay, so now we're going to do. Um, cold liquids because cold is kind of the same thing as hot except for it's much nicer um, there are like three or four ways you can do it you can do with the finger which you know if you're pouring for other people you really don't want to do that um, so another thing is that you can you can actually because I used to do the soda fountain at the basketball games for people so if you're if they're your glasses and you know about when to stop, you can, you know, pour the liquid in and you can hear it as the 
the level of the liquid rises, it makes a noise. Do you, have y'all ever paid attention to that? If you want, if somebody wants me to, I can try to demonstrate it. Um, it also works when you're filling up a bottle. You can hear it when it goes upwards. You know, when you're pouring the liquid in, you can hear there's a change in the pitch of the noise that it makes. You can also do the thing that I said about hot. Wrap your whole hand around the glass when you're pouring the water in, and you can feel that it's gonna it gets cold going towards the top. Or you can use a liquid uh, level indicator. Um, but just make sure that you, when you're pouring, do not just put the thing in the air and then pour it off. Go ahead and make sure that your thing that you're pouring from touches the lip of the thing that you're pouring into. And you can practice, um, you know, with water or anything else that, um, you know, wouldn't really make a mess. Um, that would be the, the wet thing that I'd suggest to use is just water. Um, cause you can play with that all and you can do it in the sink to try it out. Um, and then, um, measuring, measuring is pretty, the dry ingredients are pretty easy. All you do is take the thing that you're measuring the cup measure and you get a scoop. Usually people take a scoop in their container and they scoop the, um, stuff, flour, sugar, or, um, you know, grits or rice or whatever into the cup with a little scoop until it reaches a little bit over the top. And then the school books tell you to level it off with a knife. I have usually have clean hands. So I, and I always have clean hands really, because whenever I start to cook, I wash them, uh, level it with your finger and then dump it in the, whatever you're making. Liquid is a little bit um, harder, but it's, like I said, if you get one of those measuring cups with the, the lines on it that you can feel, the metal ones, um, the glass ones aren't so good because you can't really feel those. Um, and then you pour the liquid up to the line and then you dump it in. And if you don't want to do one cup, do three-fourths plus one-fourth. And that way you wouldn't be afraid of, you know, taking the, the full one cup over to the uh, thing that you were going to pour it in. I always leave mine beside it, especially if I'm doing liquids. I put, you know, it's usually milk or something like that. So I, um, you know, put, and sometimes if I'm just doing a little bit of milk, um, my hands shake a little, so I get a little bowl. And then um, I dip the spoon that I'm using into it, uh, whether it's a teaspoon or a tablespoon, and that will measure the right amount out. And then I pour it back into the Sometimes I'll keep my measuring cup and then pour it into there and then dump it into the uh, big bowl. Okay. Annie has her hand up again. Okay. Here I am. Okay. <laughs> uh, what I do with um, the, the dry measures, I don't even get a scoop. I just dip the measuring yeah. cup down in and uh, either have my flour or sugar in containers or canisters or... Uh, right out of the bag. Yeah. Um, if I have, and I also put some sugar into a smaller glass jar, so that if I if I need only a tablespoon or a teaspoon, that's what we do. Uh, yeah, I have a small amount there, and I also we do have that, a, yeah. I also do that with vanilla. Put it, I, mm-hmm. I I bought a little jar of baby food and ate the baby food, so I had the baby food jar to put the vanilla oh, cool. into. <laughs> 
the, the good baby food, not the vegetables. And now they don't have jars, though. They have those little square. Oh, that's no, I don't. They still have jars. I, I did get a couple of um, they look like they're three ounce jars, but they still have four ounce jars out there. Um, but yeah, they have the little pouch. Yeah, you could do that. Yep. And I also, my oil, I put, oh, I guess about two cups of oil into a plastic container and Mm -hmm. have it in the fridge. So if I need any oil, usually cake mixes or whatever you use, half a cup. So that way I can dip my measuring cup. You can dip it out. Yeah. Yeah, You don't have to pour it. Yeah. I was going to say with that, when you talked about the milk, if you were using a measuring cup to measure milk, to hold the measuring cup over a bowl, and then you, if, yes. any, if there's any excess, you can pour mm-hmm. it back into with the funnel. Yeah, I always hold it up, but I usually, I'm usually pretty good at being very slow about when it almost gets to the top. And so, you know, I know when to back off. Yeah. Also, when I scoop the, you know, when I'm filling my cup, I put, mm-hmm. leave it over the canister so that when I level it off, it'll go back into the yeah. container. I always measure it over the thing that I'm that it came in. And if I'm measuring milk into, because you have you, you can't put milk in a container unless you know ahead of time what, that you're going to have it, no. you can pour it into a container and then dip it out with the measuring cup and then funnel it back into the, the milk container. The well, or sometimes milk. what I do is I pour like a little six ounce glass of milk that I use mm-hmm. to pour, but then I drink the rest. <laughs> yep, that works. So. <laughs> <laughs> But then I have a little thing that I can use, you know, because I always keep my, if it's milk or vanilla or something like that, I keep the all of the things that I'm using over the bowl that I'm going to put it into just in case something happens. But yet they also have those little, they have those little Tupperware things that you can get that oh, would be useful for that with the lids. Yeah. Like the two ounce. Yes. Yeah. I can't remember what they're called. They're called mini something or others. Yeah. Used to be called mini something. Mm-hmm. So you could put, you know, things like vanilla and oil if you had to use, you know, make teaspoons because it's much better to dip it out. Oh, definitely. What they used to teach um, some of our people when we did it, I never really taught them that. But what they did was they actually bought metal spoons and they bend it. Uh-huh. to make an L shape. Like a ladle. So then, yeah. Then you just dip it down into the thing and pull it up, and then mm-hmm. it would have, you know, your amount. Yep, that works too. Lucy Jason. has her hand up. Lucy, you want to unmute? Okay. Um, I don't have this anymore, but I used to have this. I'm going to try to explain this. It was a, like a measuring cup for shortening or peanut butter or butter, and the bottom of it, actually moved up the sides of the oh, cup. Yeah. Do you remember those? And it yeah. So when it got, you know, it got to the top, then you just like scrape the, you know, shortening or peanut butter or whatever off. So it was easy to get the the stuff out of it. And um you it had like little notches in the side where you could make it to like a quarter of a cup or a you know yeah. a third of a cup or whatever. Um you and fill then it with that and then push it out. It was awesome. I don't have one anymore, and I don't know if they still make those, but, man, I need to get – well, I don't bake that much anymore anyway. <laughs> I guess it I It was uh, one of the places that sold uh, products, and, and it's not around anymore, but it, it had that, and it had these salt and pepper shakers that 
it had this dial that you could turn. The top of it was a dial and it had, you could turn it to one fourth, one half or one teaspoon and you push down on it and the salt or the pepper came out of the bottom in that measurement, depending on what you dialed it at. Oh, see, I keep some salt in a little, um, a little we plastic. We do too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the thing's the since broken, but I thought that was pretty cool. Pump it twice yeah. and you got, you know, <laughs> two fourths. So that was pretty good. Hey, Debbie has her hand up. Good. Okay. So, which Debbie? Downey. <laughs> Debbie Downey. Okay. I just want to make sure. Um, is there a difference between a liquid and a dry measuring cup, or is a cup a cup? I've heard it both ways. Um, I just use the ones that I like. There is, yeah. um, but they do have this other, I have another set <laughs> that um, is kind of curved at the top, and they're plastic, and they have large print on them. And they have a little pitcher on one of the side, you know, a little pour place. And so the dry is a little bit more than the wet when you level it off. Oh, okay. But I, I mean, also have the ones like you're, I think they're probably the ones you're talking about. Do they have Braille on them also or just large print? No, on the ones? they just have large print okay. on them. Okay. The ones I have have Braille and I I think they might have large print also. They're called Porfect. <laughs> like yes. P-O-U-R-F-E-C. I know where you got them. Yeah. Yeah. And they How have the, the measuring braille? spoons and the cups. Did the braille stay? Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't put them in the dishwasher, though. I wash them. Oh, okay. Hand. Yeah. Yeah, because I bought, and you can find them. I had two sets um, of teaspoons, measuring spoons, the old kind of Tupperware mm-hmm. where you could feel the numbers on them. And uh, one of them was a set that I bought at, oh, gosh, Zares, when they had Zares. And it, you could feel the numbers on. And they were big. I mean, Mm -hmm. the numbers were pretty big. They weren't those little bitty ones. Um, My mom's got some of those that the numbers are real small. No, these were big. The one was like half an inch high. Okay. Yeah, even these uh, measuring spoons comes with one of those leveler things. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just a, it looks like a spoon, but it's flat. I've seen those and I've wondered if I want to buy them, but I haven't. Mm -hmm. I like them. I like them too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so we have two people who have spoken before. We have someone who has not. Okay. Would you like to take the one who has not first? Has not, yeah. Okay, I'm pretty sure it's Teresa. 974 is your finishing number? Yes, it is Teresa. Good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon, Linda. Hey, Teresa. Appreciate this, uh, <laughs> appreciate this uh, presentation. Um, I, want, I have a question, and then I have um, something that I do. Okay, my question is... Uh, where can you find, um, how can you access Porfect? Um, is it a website or what? And then my second thing is when I make minute rice, I use um, two separate cups. You're talking about liquid and dry. And um, in, my, uh, in one measuring cup, I put the water and I pour that in. And then um, in a separate cup, I'll pour in the minute rice and because, you know, if anybody's ever made rice, it doesn't matter yeah. if it's the uncooked or the cooked, you know, if you try to pour it in the same cup that you had water and it's going to, some of it's going to stick down to the bottom and that's a pain. So um, that's why I use two separate cups. Well, yeah. Or and I, I use... try to, I try to use whatever is going to be, if I can separate, uh, put the dried ingredients of something in one cup and then the liquid ingredients of another, that's what I'll do or else. I'll I'll do the dry stuff first and then the um, liquid stuff. Mm-hmm. And if I only had the one measuring cup, 
what I would do is I'd pour out the rice into a cup and then put it in a bowl, yeah. and then I'd put the um, water in the um, in the cup because I don't like I said that's, I don't want um, rice sticking down to the bottom. Yeah, that's what I do if I know I'm going to use that cup because it's my favorite measuring cup for something else. Um, I don't get two out; I just get one to save the other one. So I pour the rice or whatever it is. I do that first, pour it into a bowl, and then I put use it for the water last. Now about the pour fix, um, that, the um, yes, um, that they, it's at Blind Mice Mega Mall. Okay, great. They may I've have it on that. Amazon too. I don't know, but that's where I saw it. Cause I know Blind Mice Mega Mall has um, a talking toaster oven apparently. Ooh. I don't know if they still do, but, um, they do. Yes, this they do. I have it. <laughs> Sorry. Is it not? Do you like it? Yes, I do. Um, I also have their talking microwave, which I don't like quite as much, but I do that really like the talking. Yeah, yeah, it's a little. <laughs> I haven't quite figured out. There doesn't seem to be a button just to cancel. You can either pause, but I can't find anything to just um, stop it. I think there's in there clear at the bottom mm. to the left of the zero. Yeah, there might be, but. Okay, push it twice. Well, this one doesn't have no. This one doesn't have the buttons on the yeah, microwave. Yeah, it has the little little. It holes. doesn't have uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, you have it does. You have to, no. You have to set the minutes set with certain buttons and set yeah, them. yeah. So um, it just okay. has a set cook time button and it has a set, oh. set power level, but I can't. And it has a pause button number five. What if you pushed five twice? That's what I thought, but it, it, it didn't do anything. It didn't? No. So that's the only thing I have a complaint about it, really. Otherwise, it's fine. My husband said, why don't you just unplug it? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the interruption. That's okay. Okay. Was that Debbie Downey or Debbie C? Debbie Downey. Okay. Debbie Downey. Debbie. Okay, so thank you. Debbie, the other Debbie, um, you have your hand up. You can talk. Thank you. This is Debbie C. Uh, this is my first time. Thank you. This is my first time asking a question. Um, I was trying to um, flag my hand when the other um, when the other young lady was talking about the the whitening of the teeth um, question. Uh, yeah, the measuring. Um, mine kind of ties in with that, and I'm asking the question for someone else, and I don't even know if my friend made this call, but I'm going to ask the question for her in case she cannot um, raise her hand or unmute. Okay. She's, new to, she's new to ACB. Um, so it's toothpaste, measuring toothpaste um, on a toothbrush. Um, she's low vision and depth, depth perception and all of the above. Yeah. And um, what tips and tricks do you have um, okay. for measuring toothpaste? There's yeah, about three or four. Okay, so the first thing you can do and this is kind of the hardest one and it's maybe less accurate accurate is that you hold the toothbrush with the bristles up and you have the handle um either toward you or away from you which is best for you and you hold it between your thumb and your index finger and then you start the tube of toothpaste um at 12 o'clock with you know most of the bristles behind it and you drag it across and gently squeeze it and that should put it on there 
for the toothbrush lengths. Another thing you can do is um, some people squeeze it onto their finger and then they transfer it to their toothbrush. A third way is to um, squeeze it onto, um, and this is only if you use your toothpaste and nobody else does, you squeeze it on your tongue and then uh, put water on your toothbrush and um, transfer it to the toothbrush when you put the toothbrush in your mouth. Okay. Okay. I appreciate those tips. Um, I, I, I heard two of those. Uh, I didn't hear the first one before. Um, and uh, But that first one kind of makes sense. And I know she's kind of tried the first one, but she... Was yeah, the first one's hard. The, it's hard. It would end up on the sink. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's okay. why you, you can also put the toothbrush in the palm of your hand with the bristle part in your hand. And oh, then just okay. kind of hold it. Yeah. And then use your okay. other hand to kind of squeeze out the toothpaste. Okay. I wouldn't just hang it up. I mean, you know, I do sure. it the first way because I was little and that's what my mom taught me how to do um, okay. as a little kid because everybody else did it. But, you okay. know, there are other ways. Okay. Okay. They used I, to I have a bumper toothbrush. I mean, toothpaste. It was in like a. A cylindrical bottle so what you could do is just pump a couple pumps and that you wouldn't have to do that oh that's true i that's like true. those yeah. yeah also people use tooth powder i think it was baking soda <laughs> but what you would do is just oh. get a pinch and put it on your toothbrush that's right that's right elizabeth thank you so much i'll, I'll pass it on to her okay yeah you're thank welcome you. really you join us annie has her hand up thank you Annie has her hand up. Hello again. <laughs> <laughs> the, the toothpaste one, I, I don't see it all. And I've squeezed the tooth. Well, I put my finger right up against the end of the tube. I'm the only one who uses the tube also. And I can feel how much is coming out. And you really need only a pea size amount of toothpaste. You don't need the toothpaste yeah. to cover the whole length of the bristle. That's true. And, and then uh, on my finger, then I, I put it, I well, I hold the toothbrush and the tube of toothpaste in one hand, in my left hand. And then with the right index finger, I squeeze the, the toothpaste out and the toothbrush is right there. And, and I okay. make sure that the yeah. is right side up. The bristles are right side up. Yeah, but you it, put the, the um, end of the toothpaste tube against your toothbrush and then you squeeze like a little. Oh, no. Like. One squeeze. I, I do it with, put my finger at the end of the tube and squeeze it onto my finger. Oh, okay. And just yeah. squeeze it. Just But just you're making sure it's going to guide onto the toothbrush with your finger. I get it. Yeah, I put it on. I, I just hold the two in my hand so that I don't have to pick up one and put the other down. And I manage to hold yeah. both my, in my hand. And uh, I have to think about how I do it. <laughs> but they're both. You can do that. Hand. That works, too. Mm-hmm. Okay, we have about eight minutes left. And okay, so I'm going to do this real quick because I knew this was something that people might want. I have a chart of measure um, comparisons that I use, um, and it's kind of useful to know these because then you can break things down that you need. It's a real small chart. Um, one uh, teaspoon equals one-third of a tablespoon. That means three 
teaspoons equals one tablespoon. Four tablespoons equals one-fourth of a cup. Five and one-third tablespoons equals one-third cup. Eight uh, tablespoons equals one-half of a cup. Sixteen tablespoons equals one cup. One cup equals one-half of a pint. Two, two cups is one pint. Um, Sixteen ounces or one pound. 16 ounces equals one pound, so I wrote that again. One fluid ounce equals two tablespoons. And so if you had, if you said um, some of the recipes you get are, are from England or something, four ounces of milk. Well, <laughs> and they have that on um, Google or you can ask Alexa. Oh, I'm glad she's not around. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so we got about eight minutes left, so we're going to do any last questions. And Okay, well, have... Gordon has had her hand up for quite a while. Very okay, cool. Yeah, I just want to mention that I think it's MaxiAids, and I know uh, Amazon has them also. It's a talking um, measuring cup. and oh, wow. Talking measuring okay. cup. And it will do milligrams or megagram or whatever and it will also do english measurements okay so you have a tiny bit it can tell you you know like a half a teaspoon or, or something oh, i think it can tell you how much that weighs um here's the other thing oh, on oh wow bl blind mice may my ugh, blind mice <laughs> <make them> all. <laughs> uh, that one <laughs> See, that fast. He, you may have already mentioned yeah you may have already mentioned this he has the measuring cups and the measuring spoons and the little ones that are smidgen and pinch and all of that, all in yeah. Braille. Yeah. There you go. Cool. Yeah, no. I was wondering how they did it because the way that the sighted people at the place I worked at did it just didn't work. And I'm like, you know, y'all better give this up. Okay. And um, area code 225? Area code Hi, this is Teresa again. This is a little unconventional going back to the toothbrush, but I lost my sight as an adult and I didn't have any formal training. So I sort of came up with my own method. I'm left-handed and I use my toothpaste. To, it's only mine. So what I do is I put my toothbrush up to my lip, kind of line the toothbrush with the bristles going toward the ceiling, line the toothbrush up with my lip, and then I use my tongue. I stick my tongue out so that it's pointed and touch the edge of the bristles and then put the toothpaste on the bristles and kind of smooth it out with the tip of the tube. And then I just put the tube down and I'm, I grip my toothbrush because I'm left-handed with my right hand um, and so the, the brush is going left to right but the handle is in my right hand and I have my fist kind of around it and but I use my tongue to line the toothpaste up on the bristle so there's no transfer Spurring. And if it, if I get a little more than I need, I just flip the brush into my lip and my mouth and there's no mess. So like I said, it's a little unconventional, but it's worked for a long time. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I tell people if it works for you, you know, don't change it. But what they tell people that are quadriplegics to do is just, of course, this would be their own toothpaste put the thing in their mouth and squeeze it into their mouth so that, um, cause they, they can't, their 
hand dexterity isn't too good. Hmm. Okay, this is a 60-minute call, correct? Uh, yes. Okay, um, so I don't see more hands, and so why don't you go ahead and, and start wrapping up, and then Tyson can yeah. take us off the screen. Okay, so um, next week, everybody has um, the other people that were in the last call to this one um, wanted to do cleaning. Do we have any suggestions from people on this call for the week after that? Because I can make up something for you, but I'd rather people that are participating do it. That way you'll get something out of it. Do we have any hands? No, we don't have any hands. Oh, yeah. Rarely. Spreading. Okay. Someone right, we can go over that. Yeah. 20 years How later, many minutes do we have? Stuff all over my fingers, especially butter. Put it in, make sure you get it melted and put it in the middle of whatever you're spreading it on. Well, right now I'm putting it in a little baggie and just picking, it's hard. I'm picking up That's hard. And rubbing against the, the bread or toast. Some people get um, a spoon and mm -hmm. make sure that it's, you know, soft so it will spread. But then, and I also hold, if it's not, um, if it's, when I was getting used to it, I would hold everything in my hand, like all the breads and the little English muffins and uh, bagels and stuff. Now I've gotten where I know how far uh, to go, but then you just put it in the middle and then go out one time. It's like you're going to make a cross with your knife. Yeah, I remember you explaining this. Yeah, you go time. upwards mm -hmm. and you go back to the middle, pick up some more, then you go downwards. Then you can go back up to the middle, get some more and go left and go right. And then you can just sort of swirl your knife around to get uh, over the pieces that you didn't um, hit before. You can also use a spoon that way. Okay, so we are out of time. We are done. Oh.